0: 23, it's Fridays with Phil, Phil Kerner, the tool and die guy, the guy from Erie. Um, heard, you know, when I was listening to you on your podcast, you know, you were getting comments from around the world,
1: uh, Phil. Well, you know, um, I have a select group, right? Uh, I'm one of the few people, if anybody, if there's anybody that kind of talks about manufacturing, about mm. past and present and uh you would find i've got two types of followers either uh, older or younger the guys in the middle are busy with their careers and and they they know what they're doing right but you got young guys that hear what it used to be like and, and would like to you know kind of hear a story about it and then you got the old guys it just kind of takes them back to the old days right right so um it's a it's a yeah i love of course history i love manufacturing history and uh, uh my my family's got a really fun history in it so it's kind of a trifecta for me right
0: so there's a narrative that i like to promote and i i'm i'm pretty confident that it's an accurate narrative um because we really you know didn't take raw materials around here to make stuff we took finished steel or rolled steel or steel rebar and we made cool stuff like we've been you know the center of advanced manufacturing going back 120 years that's that's pretty accurate that's why tool and die is so huge around here and of course then there's this whole thing with plastics i mean like oh my gosh making molds is is what we do and so uh it was funny i had uh i think it was the secretary of interior or the epi a guy but i said you know um uh you know you know when they said uh uh, in the graduate i've got one word for you plastics Uh, we really took it to heart here at erie you know i mean
1: well you've got some places in town Um, uh when i think about uh, a business that's just an amazing story uh, is the um the plastic group yes okay and uh uh, when you think about that that uh, triangle tool starting in like 1956 which is still around and still builds a lot of Plastec internationals tooling right out of that plant uh but uh you know then uh, joe pre would eventually you know, um, get into plastics plastic pouring the uh, plastic and then it became the plastic group you know a series of tool shops and uh plastic shops and you know uh when you drive by that plant you see all those silos and those silos are filled with, full of plastic pellets right yeah, wow. i mean that, that just feed those presses you know so, uh tremendous tremendous business not just he's he's he really did it you know i mean it's, it's very and they do very high-end stuff um, uh, razor blade molds or you know big razors disposable shavers uh, i mean uh high-end cosmetic cases those molds are extremely expensive because uh, he expects those things to pop out hundreds of thousands of parts a day you can't scrimp on, on stuff like that. Right? Interesting.
0: And all that, again, and all that has, there was a time about 15, 20 years ago where a lot of that work, a lot of that tooling work went to China and they found that it, it was it was not economically beneficial to, to uh, farm that out. So a lot of that came back, but it didn't
1: all come back, right? Well, depending on what type of tooling you need built, Joe, I believe, if you were to ask him, likes that control. Knowing he's getting a Class A tool built by his own toolmakers, and he's really, I would say, within reason, not too concerned about the cost of the tooling as long as it's perfect. Right. When you're asking for that from a foreign country, I would tell you, uh, from what I've heard, there's really good shops in China, and there's shops that are really bad. And but if you just need a plastic mold for a spade for the garden, that you know nobody's going to care if the dimensions are. Within millions, uh, you you get that built very cheaply over there. Now, if you need it right away, that's not the way to go because it takes about twelve weeks to ship it, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, um, but for inexpensive uh, uh, household things like rakes and things like that, I mean, you, you're not going to beat uh, the, the Pacific Rim for tooling like that. It's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. What
0: what about um, for electronic parts? You know, I know like Bliley does a lot of uh, a lot of uh, stuff for automotive and, uh, you know, other electronics and for controls, you know, you have Honeywell, uh, around here and, and, you know, we've been, we've been doing those molds here for years, right?
1: There's a, uh, a series of, they're called connector molds. Right. Okay. Those are very, very, uh, again, high precision tools and we call them tools or molds, whatever you want to call them. That's where the word tool and die came from. Um, uh, But um, the problem is, uh, there's a few problems with that. Um, The few shops that are left there doing that, if you were to walk into one today, uh, the average guy working there is my age. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, the kids aren't getting into it. And um, that's that's gonna be a big problem. Um, Secondly, I always thought that type of work was very safe because it's so accurate. And I went to an auction here in town a few years ago uh, this guy was th- th- that was one of the most beautiful shops i'd ever seen and uh his last customer left for the philippines he did all medical work syringes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. that wasn't even safe Interesting. right so yeah my big thing is if i could ever get a national movement started that i still believe the dye industry should be labeled a national security uh business yeah because makers are the ones that when you need tanks and jet engines and things, you don't build those one at a time, you need dies and molds to do that, right? Yeah. There's a reason a lot of tool makers and apprentices didn't go to Vietnam, I can tell you that. So uh, Because it's... they need
0: it's fridays with phil phil kerner's with us here and uh, again we <laughs> i i know that there's pretty much no topic that's off limits with phil because uh, he's got a wide range of, of knowledge and but it's so cool to understand uh you know where our heritage is, is coming from and this ama- advanced manufacturing piece has always fascinated me you know being the ringer washer capital of the world and being you know places where you You made organ parts. They're still making organs in Erie, Pennsylvania. It's amazing. We've got to go to news. It's 5.30 here on Talk Erie.
1: Erie's future. Join the conversation. 103.3, 105.9, and 1530talkerie.com.
0: Friday, and it's Friday's with Phil. Phil Kerner is with us as well. And you can join us at 814 679 1080. Call or text on that line. 814 679 1080. We kind of began the conversation with, uh, you know, memories of growing up at Christmas time here in Erie, Pennsylvania. One of these days, I'm going to do a total, you know, produced podcast piece on, you know, what Erie was like. Post war, you know, or actually during the war, you know, you take that, you take that Christmas of 44, 1944, those were desperate times. We had boys that were surrounded by the Germans in the Baston, you know, in the Battle of the Bulge, right? And, uh, I think we had Erie... I know we had Erie Boys because they we had Erie Boys that were members of the 101st Airborne. And uh, they were part of the Band of Brothers. They were in the E-Company, an easy company. And so uh, uh, one guy uh, was, a, was a postal worker for decades after the war when he came
1: home. Um, and they didn't talk about it.
0: No, they didn't. They didn't talk about it until until, you know, uh, well, Steven Spielberg truth... and Tom Hanks kind of, well, actually, uh, Steven Ambrose, you know, coaxed it out of those guys.
1: Well, the truth, um, you know, it's amazing. Uh, the truth is finally starting to come out about what, how bad that really was, that situation. I mean, let's face it, we know now that it was basically um, Nazi Germany's last stand. Yes. They break through this, uh, and and the Americans were quite weren't quite prepared for the onslaught that came to them and uh uh they're uh you know if you talk about divine providence I, I there was uh they were way outnumbered and they were not on their own turf and uh to stick that out boy that was the uh that was uh definitely the dutch boy sticking his finger in the die on that one yeah. because that, that that battle still it's famous but it, it is not it's not a very pretty story you know mess it was a mess
0: and i i had uh the my buddy that i grew up with i'm pretty sure his his dad was captured during the battle of the bulge he was a prisoner of war and uh you know i you know that i just heard uh stories um growing up i just heard this inkling again no no definition whatsoever but just heard these inklings of how bad it was in the in the prison camps, um, you know, with with the the POWs.
1: All right, so yeah, were, go ahead. You were lucky you got captured by the Germans, and you better not get captured by the Japanese. No, oh, no doubt.
0: Yeah, they've seen that unbroken movie that that gives you a glimpse of that. Um, but but think about the home front, right? Again, certainly, uh, you know, a much better position than what the troops were in, but. You know, for most families that had that had boys overseas, whether it's in in the European theater or the Pacific theater, they had not heard from those guys for weeks and months. You know, I mean, the delay on on you know this it wasn't like it is now where you can get Facebook message or Facebook video. Troops that are in active duty, you know, with you know, uh, I mean. Again, that, you know, my heart goes out to every active duty family that are deployed. But there's better communication now. You can make a family decision,
1: you know? You know, that's that whole thing, though. You know, talking about Christmas's past Mm -hmm. and um, uh, World War II, um, you know, there was such a, a resolve in this country to stick together as Americans, to make the sacrifices needed um you know rosie the riveter was born at the uh, ford plant up in uh, detroit at the uh willowwood uh, uh, yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. that, that the airplanes and uh make no mistake about it the reason the women were working there was they like their men were all gone all right they had no choice to but to do that and the women pitched in and i was actually a researching i uh, was researching every year i published a calendar on manufacturing and i almost did a vintage one on vintage manufacturing, and I could have just done a most beautiful calendar on on women in in manufacturing in the World War II era. You know, uh, there's a lot of documentation of that uh, because so many of the men were gone. But, you know, um, a segue, I guess, you know, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the week, uh, talking about this this, uh, uh, cesspool of uh, social media, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. There is a sweetness and an innocence that is gone now and i don't know what took it i always draw the line in the sand for me in 1968 the world changed and uh it just changed the whole world uh, changed the, the, the unrest began i don't know i don't think you can just pin it on vietnam but um there was a whole movement and uh the counterculture and the that's the establishment if you remember that term and uh never trust anybody over 40. and it, and it it, it kind of went dormant for a while and and for whatever reason i think the internet spiked that a little bit more Mm -hmm. and then social media came about and uh you know i I, I have to say uh i did not know up until this year that uh, how many of my friends on facebook uh, were experts in politics and election law they were actually uh, uh, experts in pandemics um, I didn't know that Joel and, uh, and they're not only experts of it, but they will, you know, uh, uh, use vile language, uh, make, uh, the, the, names they'll call people. And I, I have to say, you know, um, I, because Erie is Erie and you know, with this show you've been doing for almost two years, how connected you are to the, this, this, this city. Uh, probably I would think be even more now than you ever have been, right? with the guests you have on, sure. and and, and Erie is different, right? And I remember you had a social media guy on several mm-hmm. months ago. yeah, and he and uh, and I think I even had called in that day, and I had mentioned, hey, what about you know you own a business, but then you're you're kind of not being really cool on on your on your private page. And uh, he said that it shouldn't be not he didn't think that was a problem. Well, I, because I kind of grew up listening to talk radio, the most hosts don't like the callback rule. Right. <laughs> I didn't call back. But um, I don't know how it works for other bigger cities. Uh, uh, if you go in a small jewelry shop or print store or whatever in Los Angeles or New York City, and you're going to, you know, and you're, you're very political online and fight with people, probably might not affect you. But I have to say... Um, I have seen the community leaders in the city, some of their private pages, and they're not private, they're, they're, you know, their, 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 their Facebook page. Face, yeah. and I would have to wonder, based on the, the snarkiness of their comments hmm. on their page, if I could ever get a grant or a loan, uh, if they knew I was a Republican, and Interesting. that's just a shame, that is, that is not how that should be, and especially if you're a community leader, now, if you're a business owner and you rely on you don't. You're not a business-to-business business deal, but you're you rely on the consumer to pick up the phone and call you. And I see you just trashing people on on your Facebook wall. I'm done. I won't eat at your restaurant. I don't. I don't need to be COVID shamed. And uh, if I happen to walk into your place and my mask isn't on right or something, I really don't know, Joel. I, I don't know. I I I see people uh, post. Uh, on, uh, even once in a while under, you were at the the, the rally, the big rally. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know if it's still up there, but you had posted a few pictures from that that, that afternoon. Yeah, we, we were posted. doing we were covering as a news organization. Absolutely oh, I was living vicariously through you guys that day. <laughs> I was so mad that I was not in that car with you on bus, right? <laughs> right? And uh I mean it. I was you know, whatever. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was, I was wearing
0: my I was wearing my mask tightly. I was wearing my N ninety five for sure,
1: right? But you know, you, you posted a picture of that guy uh that was wearing the, the brick wall suit. <laughs> yes. Shandy got you that. Ever, yeah. Did you ever see the comments underneath that? No. Yeah, somebody wanted to know how does a Christian radio station have, uh feel feel uh about spreading this message of hate for immigrants.
0: Yes, I did see that.
1: I okay. never saw that, yeah. You know, and it's like and I almost came to your defense and said, Hey Karen <laughs> Don't worry about it, all right? But I didn't want to get into it on your page, all right? Yeah. But it, but but that's this thing now, this instant judgment that we did not have before. Where can you imagine walking up to a policeman when you were eighteen and screaming in their face and daring them to do oh something? Oh my gosh! Can you even imagine that? And I know that's the old days, but that respect, the, the dignity and respect that we've lost, and it's and it's showing up uh, on, on, on social media and uh that to me uh um is the, 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 the is the saddest thing the only reason i'm on social media at all is to kind of promote what i do you know the toll and die guy um you know i like to post pictures of my work and you know again I'm, I, I just uh, launched this calendar my yearly manufacturing calendar and you know and I, I comment and everything but i'm even disappointed by some of the people in my trade how uh, quickly they are to co- condemn to judge your work to make comments um I, that i i it just shows um to me uh, a, a lack of discipline self-discipline would it even be because um that's not how we used to treat each other. Oh, I I think like, it goes almost
0: I think it almost goes to a lack of emotional maturity, honestly. My where where I'm at with all of this is if you wouldn't be willing to say that to my face, why are you typing that into a comment field on my on my page and i just think uh, this is hugely hugely important let's grab a call because we're running out of time call you're live with uh joel and phil and shaney hi
2: hey guys hey uh i listen to your conversation here with you, you and phil and um i think you guys are so right like what how society is today and i i think the thing that we have that's different from when I got out of high school in the late '90s. Was you know, instant message was that was the thing at the moment. You I know,
0: I remember that. You yeah, could
2: take, you could say two or three words, you know, and wait two minutes till they reply. How are you or whatever. Um, and it was real dial-up, and um, and now you have instant um, backlash. The 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 speed of everything. No one takes any time to. Uh, think about what someone is actually saying and they're already reacting before they've done any research. Mm -hmm. And because you can hide behind a computer screen, you can hide behind a phone, you can hide behind all these different devices and actually not have any real repercussions for what you say. Where if you were in person in a live interview with someone um, or in a conversation with someone, you would probably hold your tongue because that person is right in front of you and that's all just kind of disappeared because um and 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 now it's it's even more so i'm i'm afraid for what the next generation is going to uh be like because they're being further removed from really having conversations with people one of the things that i had seen come across my desk about four years ago at the school was that um i think it was 90 percent of kids coming out of high school wouldn't feel comfortable in having a interview person to person. They, in fact, they didn't even feel comfortable doing it in person. They wanted to text their interview. That's and, insane. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, and so there's no responsibility. There's no felt impact of what you say or do. And so people just say whatever they want. And it's, it's not, it's not, in large, it's not helpful. No, Um, and they don't really understand the impact that they're having on other people's lives, and the other way around.
0: All right, while you're on the phone, I got to pivot to something um, light to finish the show because uh, uh, because we started light, we got to end light. What was a great place when you were single to take a a girl? uh, um, You know, during Christmas time, what was a good date during Christmas time for you?
2: Oh, during
0: Christmas time, um, I want to say um, Christmas Eve service at church. Oh, there you go. That's a great answer. Great answer. You know, good music I, and everything. There, there you go. Hey, thank you so much. I got, I got to wrap it up for the, for the whole week. Take care of yourself. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. All right, all right. Yeah, you know the other the other thing is you know Christmas movies. You know chick flicks. That's also a great.
1: Great i kid. did my research i've got 38 pages of notes for this program i've only gone through a half okay How much? Uh, <laughs> a, i do have a nice uh a fun story to end with but how okay. much time do we have uh,
0: um all right i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and uh, I, uh let, let me go to my break and we'll have like two and a half when we get back okay I can all do right all right you can do it two and a half all right it's 554 on talk Erie? we got to hear phil's story 5:55. Right, Let's hear Phil's story. Uh, bring us out of this on a high note, Phil.
1: Well, Joel, this was, this is a story. It was in the newspaper. It was cut out and reprinted on the uh, on the internet. And this is called the high school reunion. And. The question is, well, she asked the question. This is from a lady named Alice. Have you ever been guilty of looking at someone your own age and thinking, surely I can't look that old. (laughs) My name is Alice and I was sitting in the waiting room for my first appointment with a new dentist. I noticed his DDS diploma, which showed his full name. Suddenly I remembered a tall, handsome, dark haired boy with the same name who had been in my high school class some 40 years oh ago gosh. could this be the same guy that i had a secret crush on way back then upon seeing him however i quickly discarded any such thought this bald and gray-haired man with a deeply lined face was way too old to have been, in, to have been a classmate after he examined my teeth i asked him if he had attended morgan park high school he said yes i did i'm a mustang i said when did you graduate he said in 1959 why do you ask and i said you were in my class oh, He looked at me very closely then that ugly old bald wrinkled, fat gray decrepit man said what class did you teach that's oh! <laughs> perfect <laughs> that's perfect ouch, that's perfect.
0: ouch. hey shaney what, what do we got going for monday All right. On Monday, we're hoping to have a conversation, and half of that conversation has panned out so far, about uh, big businesses in Erie. Uh, Specifically, in this case, we're going to talk to Jeff Parnell from Fish USA about how COVID-19 and the election, both of those things, have affected business, not only locally, but nationwide. For yeah, them. dealing dealing with supply chain issues and 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 just sales, you know the kind of the sales climate. So hey, we want to thank all of our guests today to uh, who are helping make Erie's Christmas bright. Uh, again, uh, our our dedication and our hats off and our our solemn memories of Steve Bowen today uh, as he is laid to rest, and um, our, our hearts and our thoughts and prayers go to his family. Uh, thank you, Phil. Thank you, Shaney. Thank you, Paul. And thank you, dear listener, for being a part of what we do every day here on Talk Erie as we advance the narrative of the Erie region. God bless. Have a terrific weekend. We'll see you Monday.